Welcome to the Narrow Pod, Gospel Conversations for Confusing Times. I'm Turner, and usually at this time, you would hear uh, two other guys say, I'm Will, and I'm Ty. Uh, one of them has a sick kid, and the other one's meeting right now. So we do have a special guest. Uh, this guest is uh, a guy that I know very well. Um, I've kind of, you know, grown up with this guy, um, and uh, he's he's taught me a lot uh, in in the area of ministry and and everything else like that. It's my dad. Uh, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Sam Roberts. And he's not as cool as me, but it's okay. I am Turner's father. He is, and uh, we're gonna do kind of a special episode today uh, where we're talking about missions because that is your job. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, what you do, where you work, uh, kind of what's going on in that area, um, kind of post-ish COVID uh, and, and everything there. Well, I'm a cooperative program missionary for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention um, for missions team. Uh, technically, I'm called the community mission strategist. Uh, still trying to discover exactly what that means. <laughs> but uh, amidst of all of that, I help churches and pastors uh, kind of look at uh, Great Commission and how that is fulfilled in the local community uh, yep. through ministry, through service, uh, through outreach in the local community. Awesome. Uh, so what all what all does kind of your team uh, do on any given year um, around the state of Arkansas? Yeah, we've got several folks on, on the team. And so missions is that uh, there, there are a lot of facets. Uh, it, to, to, to missions within Arkansas. Of course, uh, there are a couple of us that look more closely at uh, community, local mm-hmm. missions. Uh, we also, and right now, a big thing that's coming up, of course, May 15th on Saturday, uh, is One Day Serve Local, yeah. uh, where we are encouraging churches. And I know uh, First Baptist Hamburg has yeah. uh, jumped on board. Gonna we're be real excited, real excited. Uh, and uh, so we're encouraging churches uh, to, to take one day, uh, and do something that day in service to their community. Um, not not that this is the only day churches do this, you know. I, I mean, yep. churches are doing this throughout the year. But how cool is it that uh, if we can get a great majority of our churches in the Arkansas Baptist State Convention uh, to come together on a particular day mm-hmm. and to serve their community. Yeah. Uh, we really believe, Turner, this is going to be uh, a time when we see more Arkansas Baptist um, uh, intentionally involved in ministry in their local community, more gospel conversations occurring, more people coming to faith in one single day than any other day. Yeah, uh, in in Arkansas Baptist life. Well, I know on the you've kind of you've kind of had to tweak this event. Yeah, uh, for COVID and, and kind of past COVID, because uh, it used to be, uh, you know, Arkansas would come to one spot, right? Yeah. Uh, like the one day mission. And I know we went to, I don't remember the last one that we had. Let's see. The last was. one that we had was in um, it, uh, Batesville, Batesville. And Mountain View. I think we uh, were those at two together. Yep. Um, now we still, we will still do that this year. Okay. Uh, last year we had, to, uh, we had to pivot, you know, what mm-hmm. you're talking about is what we call the one day yeah. Acts 1-8 mission trip. Um, it's been going on for the last 10 or 11 years in Arkansas. Uh, we're, uh, some 2,000 Arkansas Baptists would gather in one location uh, to assist and come alongside, minister with uh, the churches of a particular association. 
and we would just have a incredible one day on a Saturday, first Saturday in October, mm-hmm. uh, of ministry in that particular area. Uh, last year, that was supposed to happen in Russellville uh, with the churches of the Arkansas River Valley Baptist Association. Blood, uh, blood, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, just couldn't happen, yeah. you know, with COVID. Of course. Uh, that the, that decision had to make be made earlier. Mm. Uh, no way did we want to put uh, that many people in one location, uh, working together, um, and, and and then take the risk of uh, harming the uh, the witness of yeah. those local churches. Mm-hmm. You know, if something were to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so that's when uh, one day serve local was born mm-hmm. uh, on a on a trip that we were taking. Uh, and we was me and Dr. Bob Harper, who is the team leader, and Clint Ritchie, who is also on our mission team. We were traveling to Russellville uh, to uh, uh, to attend one of our uh, training sessions uh, for leadership there for one day, and came to the realization that this was probably not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I just kind of pitched something out to everybody and said, "Hey, what if?" Uh, and of course, this kind of uh, my previous experience at First Baptist Stuttgart, mm-hmm. that's where we drew this from, yeah. uh, because uh, that church highly involved in, mm-hmm. uh, in serving local community. Uh, and so we began for that hour uh, trip in the car, uh, just kind of brainstorming together yeah. what this would look like, uh, how we could get churches involved. And at this point, we're two months out. <laughs> from, from the actual first Saturday yeah. in October. Uh, and, of course, we were looking at doing this the next year in 2021, mm-hmm. but decided, hey, too much at risk to do one day, October the 2nd last year, uh, or October 3rd, whatever that Saturday was, but also too much risk not to do anything. Mm. Uh, and so we said, let's let's go ahead and let, let's do it. Yep. Let, let's put some stuff together. Uh, proud of the team because within just a few weeks, uh, we had incredible resources uh, that we had put together, uh, uh, videos uh, that, that we made available, uh, launched this whole campaign on Serve Local, mm. uh, got churches involved uh, in this, and had an incredible, incredible day yeah. of ministry that, uh, that first Saturday in October last year, and decided... Uh, let's make this an annual thing. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, knowing, again, that churches are going to be reaching out in their community mm-hmm. throughout the year, uh, wanted to capitalize on that for a one-day emphasis in the spring, uh, came up with this date on May 15th, and uh, looking forward to see what God's going to do. And I, th- I think yeah, a couple of things on that. I think it's it's one of those things that when you, when you think back to last year, when you think back to the COVID era, um, and even though we're still in it to an extent now, um, it was amazing to see what God could do with people who just said, okay, let's sit down, let's toss out everything that we know, uh, and let's kind of brainstorm what are just the random things that we can think of doing that won't involve us, you know, hindering health, hindering a witness, hindering all this stuff. Um, and you know, you saw it all across America, but, but I think the second thing is with, with this one day serve local is, uh, and especially for our church, this is kind of a jumping off point. This is kind of this idea of, we're going to get to it a little later, but with missions, a lot of times we think of 
oh, we have to go. You know, we have to go somewhere that's going to be culture shock. Yeah, or, or other stuff than like that. here. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think this is a great thing for churches to remember is that missions can happen right across the street. It can happen, um, you know, at a park or within your city limits. And, and it's not, you know, you talked about Stuttgart. And then I remember in college at, at Washtall, there was always a weekend called Arms Around Arkadelphia where the churches would, you know, kind of what, what Stargart did, um, they would find houses that needed help repairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would send out teams to go paint. They would trash pick up. They would do all this. But it's that uh, just that community within the church, not worrying about denominations, not worrying about, you know, this thing or that, but it's just being the church and going inside the community instead of, okay, well, let's worry about airfare. Let's worry about uh, all this other stuff that we tend to get a little frightened about when we think of missions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you, you hit on something there, um, and I can't remember exactly the missionary who said this, but it's been one of those quotes that stayed with me for years. The, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. Mm. Uh, yeah. and, and so, you know, Yes, the going uh, to, to is other nations is important. Uh, needs to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't take Great Commission and look at it as a smorgasbord. Yep. You know, we get to choose all just this. Yeah. Uh, this dish is all that we want, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for a church to effectively uh, fulfill that Great Commission. We've got to look at how, how can we creatively be involved in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Uh, and that ends of the earth may involve those those trips that mm-hmm. you take outside. It may involve uh, simply adopting people groups. Yeah, you know uh, that have no um, no witness of the gospel among them, uh, and praying, mm-hmm. you know, on a continual, persistent basis uh, for missionaries who are attempting yep. to reach that group, you know, and connecting that way. And you've got that 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 component of the going to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Um, and, and but the local part is so important because many times with churches, uh, at, you know, you you look at the Great Commission and you tend to uh, segment that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and no connection there, yeah. uh, or you look at it and say, well, hey, we we are going to send eight teams to different nations this year. That that's incredible. Do that. But don't do that at the expense of doing nothing locally. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, like we said, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. Yeah. Um, well, it's the and, same as, as, you know, student pastors telling students, you know, you've got a huge mission field right there at your school. Exactly. I mean, you could say that to the local church mm-hmm. of, hey, you've got a huge mission field right here in your town. I yeah. mean, you know these people, you know what they like, you know their customs, you know kind of their thought process and, and, and kind of um, their their views on, you know, politics or fill in the blank there. Uh, and so you're able to use, whether it's those hobbies that we have here mm-hmm. in the deep south of, you know, hunting and fishing yeah, exactly. and, and all this. And it's just an easy, hey, let's throw together a fishing tournament, you know. Uh, it could mm-hmm. be as, as easy as, as that, but using your town's personality using your town's kind of interest in uh, kind of building that that relationship between the two yeah and that's something like with the with the one day emphasis 
uh, the October before mm-hmm. we go into a particular association. We always work with that association to say, hey, what what are those particular areas? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's festivals that occur or interest that people have in this community, Absolutely. in this region. Uh, and, and we want to kind of capitalize on that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so we help them develop ministries that reach, uh, like in Russellville area. Uh, there are several state parks. Mm. Uh, we had not even thought about this last year. Mm-hmm. But now with having this time to think uh, and looking at different, um, uh, trying to be creative, uh, we, we began to talk about, hey, what can happen in those state parks? And so uh, we have a group of senior adult kind of folks called Campers on Missions okay. uh, um, in Arkansas Baptist. And they're going to come be part of one day. In October, very cool. Uh, Going to, you know, live at the state park uh-huh. for that weekend and minister there huh. among the people yeah. who are there, uh, and and so you know we're also looking at college campus. Uh, you know, how mm-hmm. can we creatively, you know, enter that college campus and support the BCM yep. work that is there? Um, uh, creativity is something that uh, you know the serve local aspect ha- we really saw last year start kicking in with churches, especially with the COVID kind of things, yep. you know, trying to be creative. How can we minister? Maybe we've got an idea of what we could do. We can't quite do that as we did before, mm-hmm. but let's break this down and, and and determine what is that purpose? Why are we doing this? Now, let, let's break all those pieces down, then let's put them back together in a different way yep. Yep. Uh, so that uh, you, you've got a, a different type of a ministry that comes out of that. Uh, a lot of creativity yeah. last year, you know, that, that we saw, and we're yeah. even seeing more of that this year uh, with, with churches who have said, hey, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and so that's that's kind of the, uh, the fun part, really, of community <laughs> missions, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, you, you get to know your community and know the needs that are there and develop uh, ministries that are going to meet those needs mm-hmm. because as you meet needs, you have the opportunity of sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. You, know, you want to get to that point where you had that gospel conversation uh, with someone and be able to, to share with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the love of God. Uh, and uh, when you're meeting needs, you have that opportunity. Yeah. We've hit on a lot already. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, hey, do, you get two Roberts boys together. That's what happens. Come can't, on. Can't shut our mouths at all. Uh, but we do have some uh, some questions that we're going to go through. Uh, and with missions, we kind of wanted to go back to why do we do this? And and not just why, but what does Scripture say? Where Where's the biblical evidence of, hey, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You've mentioned the Great Commission mm-hmm. already. You've mentioned the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to yeah. the ends of the earth. Um but I think over and over in Scripture, there's so many uh, places where, and even in the Old Testament, where God sends, um, and and because of that obedience, just some amazing things happen. And so we'll we'll start with you. What are maybe just some of your favorite, you know, biblical evidence of uh, missions? Yeah, uh, you know, mo- most folks when you start talking about missions. They automatically go Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to go Matthew twenty-eight. We're going to go Acts one-eight. Uh, 
you know, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, yeah. Samaria, ends of the earth, or go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to those last words of Jesus. Those last words of Jesus, though, are based on the faithfulness of God mm-hmm. that we see from the beginning of Scripture. Yeah. You know, uh, even in creation, Turner, you, you've got God saying to male and female that he creates, now go, multiply, mm-hmm. be fruitful, fill the earth. And, and of course, you know, he's talking about having babies yeah. and uh, having family and all that, but there's more to it than mm-hmm. that. We're, we're talking about multiplying the, the glory of God, yeah. the worth of God, you know, um, that, that we spread that, mm-hmm. uh, that that's the reason uh, for that going, that multiplying. Yep. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, you can go to Genesis 11 and, and you see what happens when we take that command of God to go to multiply and we begin to look at it on selfish purposes, mm. you know, it's about us. Yep. And you got that Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. you know, story uh, yeah. where, where they make a name for themselves instead of spreading the glory of God mm-hmm. among creation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then that's followed up directly with Abraham, you know, that God calls uh, and sends to, to another place. Uh, and in the midst of all of that, uh, he, he says, I'm going to make you a great nation, uh, going to bless you, and through you, all the nations are going to be blessed mm-hmm. because God is sending him to be a blessing to others. Why is he sending them? To make his name known. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all throughout Scripture. Well, uh, even even with that, you know, you've got, uh, I love that one because you've got all this cool stuff that, that God is going to bless Abraham with, but then there's that precursor of, but first you have to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. You've got to go, yeah. and then we'll we'll exactly. deal with the blessing. But yeah. that that aspect of going yeah. is, is it's, first. And it's foremost. always that that following God where mm-hmm. God is going. That He's going before us. We are following after Him, uh, and and you follow that all the way through the Old Testament. Uh, you get to Jesus, and here Jesus is, and and the very first act of His public ministry uh, over in Luke's Gospel, He stands in front of the folks, and He decides to read from the the, the scroll of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And, and let, let me read it. This is one of my favorite uh, passages that deal with mission. Um, he's there at the synagogue on the Sabbath. He stands up to read, and he chooses the scroll of Isaiah, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. He has sent me. Mm-hmm. to proclaim release to the captives. And when you go back to the uh, the Isaiah passage in the Hebrew, that is repetitive. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. He has sent me to proclaim recovery of sight to the mm-hmm. blind. He has sent me to set free the oppressed. He has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. A- and so first act of his ministry is to say God is a sending God. Oh, God has yeah. sent me. On a mission, uh, and and then it's it's so cool that you go over a few more chapters uh, in Luke chapter ten, and there's seventy two folks that are following Jesus at this point, and he sends them out mm-hmm. thirty six groups of two to go to the towns and villages that he's going to go to, mm-hmm. but he sends them ahead to prepare the way. They come back telling all these wonderful things that they saw happen when they proclaimed 
uh, Jesus. Yep. Um, God again sending. Now mm-hmm. Jesus starts to send his disciples. And then, of course, you get to those last words of Jesus then, you know, before he ascends. Now go and make disciples. All authority has been given to me by this God who sins, mm-hmm. by my Father. Now go and make disciples. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit. When you do, you will be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And then if you remember the, 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 the first appearance of Jesus to the disciples, 10 of them are in an upper room. This is after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. 10 are in an upper room. Thomas is not there. And, and Jesus says, now, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, you know, foundation of everything on, on uh, about missions in Scripture is that God is a sending God, and we are the sent ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are sent when we respond to grace of God in Jesus Christ. Yeah. We are sent. That doesn't mean we have to go halfway around the world. Yeah. You know, but wherever we are, we are sent. Mm-hmm. It, it is DNA. It's lifestyle. This is who we are. It's not an activity that we do. We are the sent ones, mm. and God is the sending agent. Yeah. So we are the missionaries, mm-hmm. you know, that God has sent yeah. for the purpose of proclaiming, be reconciled to me. Yeah. Awesome stuff, and man. And I, I think... You know, we we just started a series a couple of weeks ago for the students called "Where the Wild Things Are," uh-huh. and uh, it's kind of going off. I remember the, reading that to you when you were a kid. It was funny because when I mentioned it, and I was like, "Hey, I I was really basing it off of Andy Minio has a has a song called mm-hmm. "Where the Wild Things Are," and he he talks about going and and being around people and and like showing that that love of God and showing that godly lifestyle to those who've never heard it. Um, was the whole focus, but we kind of took the artwork from the book and I had, I had Nora's copy of the book that we used to read her and like five of the students were like, can you read that to us? Cause I've, oh my. I've never heard it. And oh, so no. that's how we started our series as I read this book to him. Um, but throughout the series, we're looking at, you know, God calling people to go. And then either we looked at Jonah the first week, mm-hmm. and even through his disobedience, God's glory still shone mm-hmm. uh, or, or shined through. But we're kind of looking at at this idea that God sins, and then because we're obedient, because we follow that command, look at the amazing things that that can happen. And then I love even in the New Testament when Jesus is starting out and he's doing all these cool things for for people, whether it's one on one or or in groups or healings. And some of the first things he does, he, he looks at the people and he says, now keep this to yourself. But it's almost this idea of we can't help but to go and share because mm-hmm. of how amazing this is. And yeah. and even though this is a command in Scripture to go and to, to share, uh, you know, it should be, like you said, it's in our DNA. Yeah. This is something that because of what God has done for us, because that God has created us in his image. He saw that we were good. He's given his life for us. He rose again, beating sin, beating death, gave us new life to those who believe in him because of that stuff, man, it, it should just come out of nowhere. It shouldn't be this, Oh, well, I guess I got to plan this mission trip to go. Like this should be a lifestyle because of 
yeah. God because that's of the why discipleship is so important within the church mm-hmm. because that that's key to discipleship. Absolutely, it is reminding us of who we are mm-hmm. in Christ. It, it's it's a whole identity issue. Yep, you know, uh, of making sure that uh, from 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 the moment you began that journey of following Jesus, uh, that you are building upon an understanding of what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, not just that sin is forgiven. Uh, I've got a, uh, I got a place waiting for me in heaven. That's wonderful. It's awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Can't wait. You know. But uh, that changes everything about us. Mm. You know, the whole identity is changed of who we are, uh, and uh, who we are and what we do wrapped up together. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not separated out, not segmented out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think if we somehow return in our teaching and our discipleship uh, as pastors, as leaders in the church, um, to this understanding that God is a sending God and we are the sent ones. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. Yep. That's our identity. It, it's, it's not that, you know, hey, we're Christians and every once in a while we're sent. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We're always sent. Absolutely. That, that's missional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We're always sent, uh, and, and we've got to keep that in front of our people. Mm-hmm. Keep reminding each other of that truth because that's discipleship. You know, uh, discipleship and evangelism flip sides of the same coin. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it, it's just talking to people about mm-hmm. about Jesus, about God, about our relationship, about who we are, uh, and of course, discipleship is me and you sitting yeah. here talking as as brothers in Christ about this is who we are and reminding mm-hmm. each other uh, of the gospel and what it means in our life. And of course, if we bring somebody else into the conversation that doesn't have a relationship, mm-hmm. then it's evangelism. Yeah. But it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. Same Absolutely. thing. So. Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned, you know, this is who we are. We are the sent. Mm-hmm. And and you even mentioned, you know, going back from the beginning of, of scripture, you can see this aspect. And I, I go back to you know, we're created in God's image. Like this mm-hmm. is who we are. We, we are the image bearers of Christ and we're here and, and it, sh- it should just shine through in everything. So no matter if you are at home, no matter if you're across the street at the grocery store, no matter if you're at a, at a baseball field or, or hunting with your friends, it, it should just be something that is because mm-hmm. that is you. And that kind of does bleed into the next question of, and we've we've hit on this a little bit already in the in our intro, but does missions mean going halfway around the world? Um, and uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of church members are are frightened of the yeah. word missions. Yeah. Um, because it is it it either has one or two different meanings. It either means going halfway around the world, or it means that like kids camp. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Or that backyard Bible club, and those those are really kind of the two areas I think most church members think of when they think of missions. And so, um, you know, we've we've talked about it with with the one day with being creative, with um, kind of going back to that. Every town, every city has a personality, and I think honing in on that, honing in on on who your town is, and using that to jump in. Uh, and I use that, that phrase jumping, like a jumping off point, mm-hmm. because it should be. It should be yeah, jumping exactly. off, but 
kind of getting that confidence built up of, okay, if I can talk to people here in my own town, I can for sure talk to somebody else in another town or in another state or halfway around yeah. the world. But you know what? Most most people think about it flip of that. Yeah. They think it's a lot easier to talk to other people. To talk to people yeah. halfway yeah, yeah. around the world than than it is to talk to somebody next Well, door. they haven't used an interpreter you know? before. Yeah. So <laughs> so that one doesn't work. Uh, um. Those are fun times. <laughs> yes, those are fun times. I just remember uh, when we were in Russia you you preached and it was the funniest thing to watch because my dad is notoriously a a long-winded man no when he preaches uh this is a man who will look at his watch and know he's running out of time and just put his watch in his pocket yeah i don't even wear a watch anymore and then just keep going Uh um but but i remember it was it was almost frustrating ish a little bit to you because you would have to speak in like half a sentence yeah, and then you'd have to pause and wait and wait for the interpreter to go through her spiel and then Miss Olga, and then, you know, go back to finish your sentence. And it was, it's kind of, it's, it's difficult, yeah. but it gets the point across. Yeah. You know what the coolest <laughs> part of that was though? Uh, and I know this is kind of off subject. Coolest part of that is when I'm preaching along and, and, and here's Olga, whoever it is, who's, uh, you know, translating uh-huh. all of that uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll say something else and and she'll say I've already told them that going, going to the next <laughs> just, one because uh, she knew where the sermon yep. was going she went ahead and just put it all together you know uh it's kind of yeah. oh that's cool lady yeah. that's cool uh, so so what can even just individual Christ followers do we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about it being who we are um and so not even the church, because we I think we hit on that in the intro a lot, but what can individual Christ followers do to live that missional lifestyle without thinking, oh, well, I have yeah. to go yeah. halfway yeah. around? Uh, and, and let me, before I answer that, let me just kind of make sure uh, that we make this clear, and I think everybody, uh, I, I don't want anybody to be confused. Um I hope and pray that God says sends every Christ follower absolutely somewhere outside absolutely. of local culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and that should be a goal of each of ours. Yep. You know that we seek God's will in our life, and, and we're laying that blank check before Him to say wherever it is you want to send mm-hmm. me. Uh, if it's across the street, I want to go. Yep. If it's around the world, I want to go. If it's somewhere else in Arkansas, I want to go, or North America, or wherever it is. Because we so, know if you don't follow, that's right. you're going to get swallowed up by a big fish. You're right? exactly right. You're going right. to get swallowed right. up by a big fish. Cool. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the youth pastor coming out right there. Absolutely. Squirrel! Squirrel! Hey, no. hey I just uh, talked about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me give you two words okay. that I think are important for us to understand when, when we start to grasp what it means to be a Christ follower um, uh, of a God who is on mission. And you remember what Scripture says, that God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Mm -hmm. That's what God is doing. That is his mission. And he is sending us to be part of that mission, Mm -hmm. okay? Reconciling the world to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, And so wherever we are, here are the two words that I stress over and over and over again. Proximity, intentionality. Mm. Proximity. You got to be around people yeah. who need Jesus. Yeah. You, you you can't just restrict your relationships to people who are in the church. Mm-hmm. 
okay? Now, those relationships are important. You know, discipleship occurs. Yep. Growth occurs. But those relationships should always be uh, kind of motivating, encouraging each other to seek out others who need to know Jesus, mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit may be working on them to reconcile them to the Father through Jesus. So uh, that proximity, we've got to uh, keep our eyes open and develop relationships with people mm -hmm. who need to know Jesus. Uh, what, whatever kind of, uh, you know, I, I teach something that we call frangelism, F-R-A-N, uh, and encourage folks to choose one friend, one relative, one associate, can be a schoolmate, work partner, mm -hmm. one neighbor. Mm. Those are four people, mm -hmm. you know, that you can think about right now that are far from God, yep. that need Jesus. Develop relationships with them. Be with them, just like you said, whether it's hobbies or, or skills that you mm -hmm. do, or, you know, get involved in what's going on in your community. Yeah. Uh, you know, volunteer, because all of these organizations in a community, they need volunteers. Mm -hmm. uh, they need people who are there, like you coaching a, a, a t-ball team, Oof. you know? Uh, coaching is a strong <laughs> word oh, there. I, but. I remember those days. Uh, but, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity of developing yep. relationships with people who may be outside the church. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we all need those relationships in our life yeah. if we are going to be missional if we are going to continue to pursue following Jesus and joining him and what he is doing in the world, reconciling people to the Father through Christ, okay? Yeah. So proximity is one. Build those relationships with people who do not know Jesus. And as you do that, hey, keep this in mind. We talked about going around the world. Here's the thing that's happening, and it's happening in Arkansas as well as anywhere. The world is coming to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, there, there are nations that are here yeah, uh, and and they have and they come to even small communities like mm -hmm. Hamburg, you know, uh, they they own they own restaurants, they own um, uh, hotels, yeah, you know, uh, service stations, uh, donut shops, absolutely, you know, uh, get to know them, mm -hmm. visit those places, uh, get to know the owners of those places, uh, ask how you can help them, you know, how how can you uh, help them get to know the community. Mm -hmm. um, and and then you know just build that relationship, looking for opportunities to share the gospel. That's the this is the second word: proximity, intentionality. Mm. Uh, we've got to be intentional on finding opportunities to share yep. the gospel. You know, um, if we just wait, 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 we're always going to be waiting, 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 waiting. Yep. You build relationships, you invest in those relationships, and then you introduce people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got to be intentional about that. One uh, thing I always tell students with this is, you know, you can pray for opportunities as much as you want. And God's going to give you those opportunities. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't follow up, if yeah. you don't actually do, <laughs> if yeah. you don't actually take that opportunity and, and like you said, be intentional mm -hmm. with it. Um, and, and I think it can be scary. Absolutely. Especially in your hometown or, or somewhere else. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to talk later about that word relationship because I think that's a huge 
part of yeah, yeah. missions. Oh, well, it's exactly. not always just going and saying, "Hey, here's the Bible." Uh, yeah, no, no, you no, know, no. I, no, no. I think relationships, man, it's it's a huge part. Yeah, and and here's something to keep in mind. I shared this uh, with a with a leadership of a church uh, that I've just started uh, serving as an as an interim, uh, and shared this with them. Uh, things have changed drastically in the last several years, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. The way that ministry was done and evangelism was done mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Uh, today, totally different. Yep. Why? Because you have a larger percentage of the population that, that, that says, I have no connection with any religious group whatsoever. Yeah. Those nuns in ONES, mm-hmm. fastest growing group in all of Arkansas yeah. of religious people. People who are unclaimed, and, and and we are living in a time when it is not uncommon for multiple generations of one family to not know anything about Jesus, mm-hmm. to not know Bible stories. Which is you know? crazy to think about crazy. in the Bible, Bible Belt, Belt you know? right here in Arkansas. Yeah. You know, uh, 20 years ago, 25 years mm-hmm. ago, uh, 40 years ago, you know, when I was a young uh, keep going. Keep uh, going. Fifty years ago, uh, when I was a, a kid, generous. you know, uh, uh, most people were connected mm-hmm. with the church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they were believers, but the the church had some kind of essential nature to it, yep. you know. And Christianity was kind of a dominant um, thought yeah, within the community. Yeah. And now it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it it is totally flipped, where the majority of people. You know, Christianity, the church, nah, mm-hmm. it's not, not essential. Yeah. Uh, it may not even be on their radar. They may know th- nothing about it. And, and, and like I said, you may have one family that grandma, parent, child, three generations, and nobody knows uh, Easter story. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, little kid who's second grader, never heard it before. Mm-hmm. That's unthinkable. It is, yeah. You know, that here in Arkansas, you had that. You may consider that, you know, in other places in the world, Mm -hmm. but Arkansas? But that's reality. Yeah. And so gospel conversations maybe have to be done a little differently. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've got to invest more in the relationships like you're talking about. You know, uh, that whole frangelism thing, uh, I began with identification. You know, you've got to identify the people. Then you invest in those folks. Mm. You build the relationships. Uh, and and it, it takes time. It takes mm-hmm. time, you know, uh, to get to know people, to invite people over to the house, to go yep. do fun things together, to visit that business from time to time on the same day of the week. So you're not yep. only talking to that owner, but other people who are coming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so you you, in, uh, you identify, you Invest and investing is a, a large part of it, and then you intentionally look for opportunities to introduce Jesus. As any uh, good Southern Baptist pastor, you had the three eyes. Uh, you got just it, knocked man. them out. I you got to do it. You got to do it, man. It. Um, uh, but I, you know, bringing us to student ministry because that's that's what I think about most. It's, um, you know, I'm a huge nerd, uh, and so I've I've been able to use that with the huge nerds in our student ministry, you know, I love nerdy board games. And so 
you know, getting two or three guys together to just sit down um, and, and just play and just talk life and not even, you know, first couple of times, not even bring up yeah. anything scripture, but just kind of talk life, talk struggles, talk uh, just to be there. And, and that's opened up doors for other conversations to happen. And I think where I first saw this, and, and the reason I wanted to talk about relationships, is um, by a man named Donald Lee Ruffian. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, for, for my senior trip, uh, I was able to go with our church in Stuttgart to Russia. Uh, and I remember there was one day where Donald Lee was nowhere to be found. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were putting up sheetrock or something inside this church, and oh. he was nowhere, uh, which wasn't uncommon. For Donnelly, uh, he just kind of did his own thing. Uh, and a couple hours later, we saw him come out of the next door neighbor's house. Uh, and and where this church was, there was like this little gravel driveway. And then right there was the yard and house of the next door neighbors. His name was Garik. There you go. Um, and they had a well that they let us use for for washing up, for, for keeping uh, drinks cold and stuff, which was awesome. For mixing concrete. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... Uh, that was about the only conversations we would have would be that, Hey, good morning. You know, we're here to use your well kind of, kind of deal. But, um, I remember he came out of the house and, and I, I pulled him aside. And I was like, what were you doing? And he's like, well, here's the thing, Turner. I'm going to tell you this. The only reason I'm here this year is because last year I told them, here's a Bible. I want you to read it. Uh, in, in, you know, in your own language, here's a Russian Bible. I want you to read it. I'll be back next year, uh, so that you can ask questions so that you can tell me what it's about. So he sat there for two to four hours, just answering questions because they had spent the whole year reading the scripture. And then that next Sunday was their first time to just grace the presence of the church. Uh, and it all came to, that was a relationship. And I remember in college, uh, I was taking a, a class uh, from Dr. Eubanks, and I think it was Intro to Liberal Arts or something, but we had to write a paper on what we thought the word beautiful was. Mm-hmm. And that was what I wrote about oh, because awesome. for me, it was it was one of those first times that I was able to see, um, you know, they spent however long we were there, a week, a week and a half. You know, he had spent a week and a half the year before just doing that, hey, how are you in the mornings, mm-hmm. you know, at nights, hey, we'll be back tomorrow, thanks for letting us use your well, kind of uh, starting that relationship to at the end of the week, hey, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to, you know, bring up why I'm here, why we're here. Um, and then, like you said, be intentional. I mean, he was intentional of, he told me, the only reason I'm here. Yeah. The only reason I spent money to come back here yeah. was so that I could go back and yeah, follow awesome. up with this house. Yeah, and the thing, keep in mind, that, that trip to Russia is not an inexpensive trip. No, okay? no. Not an inexpensive no. trip. Uh, and it's a difficult trip. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. It's difficult conditions there, living there, mm-hmm. uh, serving there just for a week, week and a half, yep. uh, those sort of things. And as a result uh, of what happened, of one year uh uh, providing that Bible of the next year coming back like he said he was going mm-hmm. to do. Um, we also brought glasses to Garik mm. so he could actually see, Yeah, you know, and it was just incredible when, mm-hmm. when he put those on and, and said he could see Donald Lee and yeah. see other people. Uh, that led to 
to Garik and his wife, both professing Christ. Absolutely. Uh, before they died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, you know, it's it's an awesome story about going halfway mm-hmm. around the world to Russia, mm-hmm. but you can take that same exact same pattern. You can take that same idea of relationships. And apply it to your town, your state, yeah. your yeah, country. missions is where you are. Um, it, it 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 does not. Yep. Uh, what you do d- does not change with the location. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who you are does not change with location. Yep. Uh, what Donnelly did there, uh, we do here. Mm-hmm. You know what a person can do going to uh, to spend a week in Seattle. You know, working with the church planter there. Yeah. Same kind of thing that happens here. And, and that should be everyday life mm. if we're following Jesus. Absolutely. Instead of an event, mm-hmm. you know, an activity that we call that this this is missions. No, missions is life. Mm-hmm. Mi- mi- missions is everything about us. It's who yep. we are. It's, it's what we do. It's all of our relationships. Be- because those building of relationships with whoever... It is is for the purpose of God receiving glory in mm. this, of his name being made known. Uh, and so that includes both relationships with individuals uh, who know Jesus and relationships with people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh, it's all making him known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what I always tell tell students and and is, you know, you don't have Yes, words are great with making God known, you know, using words mm-hmm. of scripture, mm-hmm. using your 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 mm-hmm. testimony. However, uh, your lifestyle is is a huge testimony without even saying anything. You're how you right. how you live, how you act, how you treat others, um, no matter their their political views, no matter their their worldly views, no matter uh, who they are, what they've done, fill in the blank. Uh, it's it. They're still created by God. <laughs> There's yeah. still uh, a, a person that, that we are called to go and, and to, to reach. And, you know, we don't have to, like with playing board games, you know, just going to where they are, just mm-hmm. um, being invested with what they like. That's, you know, I'm not a country guy, uh, <laughs> even though I grew up in Stuttgart. Like, uh, country is probably the last thing that you would choose to describe me as. Um but that's why I go but to. But here Ro- you are. Yeah, in a here rural I am. Community. In in Hamburg, you know? Arkansas, where rodeo is a huge thing. Yeah. And that's why I go to rodeos. Yeah. Is uh, you know I have no clue what's going on. I don't know why they're dumping a flag in a bucket, uh, but I've got students and I've got adult leaders and I've got people outside the church that love this, um, and so that's you know I'm able to to use yeah, that you as build a relationships. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, and in the midst of building those relationships. You, you, to the best of your ability, with the, uh, with, with, depending upon the Holy Spirit, you live your life. You respond to situations in, in ways that's going to bring honor and glory mm-hmm. to God. Uh, and as Peter says, you then are always ready to give a response when people ask you for the hope that mm-hmm. is in you. Uh, so that's that intentionality we're talking about. Yep. You know, yes, we build relationships. We continue to invest in those relationships. Uh, we we, it, and it may not be introducing everything about the gospel in one mm-hmm. conversation. It may just be one small part of that. Yep. You know, 
uh, and then we build upon that in the next conversation. And we continue to build mm-hmm. upon that until we have shared the story of Jesus. Uh, and, and we get to the point of, you know, saying, this can be yours, yeah. you know? Um, all about relationships. Absolutely. Um, and so for the last question, I, I, I threw this in there, and I don't, I don't know how well it's going to go. But for this last question, um, it's what what would you say to the person who has a want for missions, has a want to go and do, whether that's in town, in state, in country, or outside of country, but that phrase of I want to is always followed up with but. But. But I'm too busy. But uh, I don't have money. But I'm too nervous. But, you know, fill in the blank with, with anything. Yeah. So what what would be your advice? What would be your words of encouragement um, that you would give someone that's kind of has that that want to, but there's so much kind of holding them back? Yeah. You know, when, when there is a want to, uh, that that to me is evidence that there is a calling of God mm. because that is not something that is natural. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that is something that yeah. God and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick up on that. Uh, that God is a sending God. So God is the one who is yeah. leading your heart mm-hmm. in, in this direction. Uh, and, you know, offer that encouragement to follow what he's saying uh, and to know that when when you are responding, like with Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to send you to a place. I can't tell you where. I'm not going to tell you where it is, yeah. but you'll know when you get there mm-hmm. what's the name of it. Uh, we'll get to that. Who, who cares? Know, <laughs> later on. Unimportant. Just follow me. Yeah. Just follow me. You know, uh, it's kind of like Jesus with the disciples. Hey, just follow me. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Okay, where are we going? Just follow me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so really kind of centering in on that aspect of it with, with our understanding of who God is, being a sending God. So God, God is always active in our life. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Um, and, and so it may be uh, that discipleship kicks in then with those but this, but that, however— uh, you know, where, where we began to discipleship is an encouragement to listen to the Spirit, mm-hmm. that this would not be human nature yep. to do this, that this is God leading, mm-hmm. this is Holy Spirit drawing, um, and, and and it's always best to respond, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, re- regardless of what those ifs are, mm-hmm. regardless of what those buts are, you know, uh, it, it's always best because... Uh, you know, I've talked to individuals, uh, and, and I've had these in four churches that I've pastored. Uh, I, I could name individual names. I mean, I can call the names of the conversations uh, of folks who have come to me to say, Dr. Sam, when when I was a student, when I was a college kid, when I was a young adult, mm-hmm. I really felt God was calling me to mm-hmm. be involved in this area or go here or whatever it may be yep. and, and shut it down. Yep, and they live with the guilt of that, mm-hmm. you know, the entire time, uh, and so that's something that we don't want anyone to yeah, live with. Absolutely, you know that that that's that's terrible, you know, uh, to to live with that kind of guilt, mm. uh, and so 
just knowing that the action, the desire you have to go is being put there by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the challenge is, are you going to respond to God? Yeah. You're, you're not saying yes or no to yourself. Yeah. This is God. Okay. So we're saying yes or no to God. Uh, and that's that first line that that I'm gonna yeah you know talk to talk to individuals about. Uh, I think a follow up to that is you know God implants that that idea of going, but I also think it's God who gives the strength to go. Yeah. Um, oh, exactly. You've known that's me. That's another part of discipleship yeah. and encouragement. Mm-hmm. You've known me my whole life, and I'm a very reserved, uh, shy, don't like to talk kind of guy. Uh, that's something that I don't I've, like to eat different foods. Yeah, well, I've kind of gotten past that one. Okay, but okay. a little bit. Thought you were going to uh, starve to death in Russia first. first oh visit. boy, I thought I did Woo! too. Um, cheese crackers. Yeah, man, and bread um, and cheese. But uh, you know, I've never liked talking to people, even if mm-hmm. I even if I known them. I don't. I, it's just not in me. And so, you know, the only way that I was able to just give it up and to say, okay, God, you want me in student ministry or you want me a part of, of ministry inside the church, you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to do it. Like, you're going to have to give me that, that strength. And, yeah. and I, I tell students now, like, I play Christian hip hop music before we, we get in for worship. And some of them ask me, you know, why, why do you play this? And I said, well, it's not really for y'all. It's more for me just to kind of get me pumped up yeah. because I don't like speaking. I don't like talking. Yeah. Um, but I'm able to do this because God gives me that yeah. strength. And and we can take that to missions of, you know, I want to do it, but I'm nervous of how people mm-hmm. will look at me. I'm, I'm nervous mm-hmm. about what to say. I'm, I'm nervous mm-hmm. about, you know, different cultures or whatever that, that is. Um, but if you know and you take the Great Commission to heart of that last phrase – I'm going to be with you. I'm with you. And and for me, that is one of the most coolest things I can read in Scripture yeah. as someone who struggles to speak, but now this is my job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's not because of me. It's not because of anything that, that uh, I could do. It's it's because God is, is right alongside, is, is giving me the strength to do it. And yeah. with missions, with starting relationships, with being intentional, with... Um, you know, following that call, I, I think, you know, we need to continue to rely on God because if we try to do it on our own, we're going to hit that, that spot where it's just like, all right, I'm worn out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm... You know, o- o- obedience le- leads to confidence, not in mm-hmm. ourselves, but confidence in God. Yeah. Uh, it leads to dependence upon mm-hmm. him, which is where we ultimately have to get, mm-hmm. get you know, be- because scripture talks about laying our lives down, yeah. you know, sacrificing ourselves, our, those desires, those, those concerns, and, and responding in obedience to that call of God. Mm. And as we look through, you know, Book of Acts, I've been going through that recently, and it's incredible that, that you see God continuing to call people, and people respond in obedience. Mm-hmm. And when they do, lives are changed, you know, uh, and, and, and that's that end result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, hey, we step out in obedience. Uh, yeah, man, I had tons of questions, you know, <laughs> tons of questions about Russia, tons of questions yeah. about other places, uh, tons of questions uh, when I felt God calling me from 17 years of serving mm-hmm. as a local church pastor uh, where everything was wonderful, going to a position that I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be doing, yeah. you know. 
uh, and something totally different, and I'm 60 years old, you know, when that happens. Uh, yeah, I'm 61 now, <laughs> matter of fact. Happy birthday, Dad. No, that, that was, no that was, it's, that was, it's uh, still a ways but, away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's trusting that God, when you sense his leadership, mm. ha, has it all taken care of. Yep. Yes, I'm going with you. Yes, I'll give you the words to say, Moses. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to show you exactly which mountain to go to, Abraham. Yep. You know, uh, and and just believing that when you do that, you get to be front row of what God is doing. You know, mm. and, and you get to see those lives changed as a result yep. of that. So yep. that's cool stuff. I love that. Um, and so, you know, at the end of each episode, we always try to, to bring it back to the narrow of how do we take mm-hmm. this um, lifestyle, this DNA of us being missional, of us being sent, uh, and how do we apply that every day? And I, I think it's just using those, whether it's you sitting in your office, at your job, uh, it's it's using the the places that you're at, the places that God has put you um you know, you don't have to work for a church to, to be on mission every day. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, be the head honcho pastor or work for a missions team. Uh, you could be sitting in a doctor's office as a receptionist. You could be a teacher. You could exactly. fill in the blank. Um, yeah. But it's using those places that God has you uh, to, like you said, begin forming relationships, begin um, digging into people's lives, um, actually caring for mm-hmm. the people, um, and then to follow up and be intentional yeah. with, yeah, that relationship. Yeah, and being sensitive to needs that you mm-hmm. see in those relationships, yep. and then doing everything you can to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. You know, that may be something that God supplies you with the resources to mm-hmm. do. It may be that you bring two or three other people yep. together to be able to meet that particular mm-hmm. need. Uh, you know, uh, let 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 me let me end it up drawing your attention back to Jeremiah twenty nine. I think it is. Is that letter that? Uh, Jeremiah wrote to the, uh, God wrote through mm-hmm. Jeremiah to the exiles, you know, mm-hmm. that were in Babylon. And, and, and they were wondering, here we are in a foreign land. How, yeah. how can we continue to, to serve God, to sing the praises of Zion, mm-hmm. the songs of Zion in this foreign land, you know? And, and, uh, and Jeremiah says, hey, j- just build houses, yeah. you know, live life, man. Go about uh, your just, normal just day. Go about that. Yeah. But as you're doing that, then seek the good of the community mm-hmm. which I've deported you to. Yep. Seek the good. Um, well, isn't that and, what, what Paul did, you know, in, yeah. in a lot of those towns oh, is yeah, yeah. he would build tents or he would, yeah. you know, just do yeah. jobs. Yeah, you just seek the But then the use good. that to. Yeah, and then pray for mm-hmm. uh, the community because yeah. when it thrives, you're going to thrive too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so prayer an important part of that absolutely you know of, of investing in relationships praying for them uh praying for those needs asking god to reveal himself mm. uh praying for your community uh loving your community by serving your community um uh you know your school uh you know as you're walking from class to class praying for those students you're passing yeah. praying for that teacher next door you know um uh, being very intentional in that so it becomes part of life Mm -hmm. instead of something oh yeah uh next saturday we're going to do this yep and then i'm going to be on mission no you're on mission Mm -hmm. 24 7 you know 365 
And I think just to bring it back to, to what we've talked about at the beginning of, you know, being on mission doesn't mean these events. It doesn't mean, um, you know, spending a whole bunch of money to, to jump on a plane. It's, it's an every day, every second, whether you're at home around your family, because you can be missional around your family or, uh, you know, at school, if you're a student or a teacher, it could be at your jobs. It could be uh, at the grocery store while you're shopping. It, it doesn't matter where you are. This is who we are, and this is what we're called to do. Um, man, thank you for being here. Hey, uh, you're welcome. We had to, I enjoyed uh, it, man. We had to coer- coerce you uh, uh, with uh, what was supposed to be a t-ball game, but it rained. Yeah. So now it is a gymnastics day awesome. uh, for the for the kids. But uh, um if, if you are listening in Arkansas, there's a ton of opportunities for, for missions um, from the, the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. And the big one is right now is that May, is it 17th? May 15th. May 15th. May 15th, Saturday. Uh, that Saturday with, with One Day Serve Local. Um, and even if your church isn't a part of it, you can do something. Serve. You can serve. It hey, doesn't get matter. Get your Sunday school class yeah. together. Get a couple other friends together. Do something good for your get your community. family. Uh, get your family. And maybe it's exactly. maybe it's you just go to the park and pick up trash. Yeah, exactly. You know? But you're able to say, uh, you know, if somebody comes up to you, why are you picking up trash? Yeah. There's people who do that. Yeah. And then you can say, man, we're we're here, yeah. you know, as part of the Arkansas Baptist. And um, but whatever it is, whether it's the events through through your church, whether it's the events through the Arkansas Baptist Convention or or um, IMB or or fill in the blank uh whatever it is live a live a lifestyle that's that's missional that's uh staying true to who you are and that is uh, a person who is sent by god um but with that i am turner <sighs> turner so i am He's your so father weird. Oh, man. And uh, we do pray that in everything that you do, that you walk the narrow.